Hello, and welcome to the World We Live In podcast. I'm your host, Eric Patterson. Alongside me is Kyle Malden. Join us as we explore the amazing, mysterious aspects of our planet's cultures, history, and future trends. man just uh you know grinding long work week for me long week um, yep 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 you know just uh putting my head down just keep it working yeah you're uh about to take a little va well not a vacay sort of a vacay the, a fall break fall break if let's you put will. it that way yeah i am i am about on wednesday i leave to rome and london for a week that's nice yeah, so I'm uh, I'm pretty excited. We are going to watch the Tennessee Titans and Los Angeles Chargers play in London. It is weird that you said Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> I can't get my head around that. Uh, are they playing at Wembley? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they're playing. So th- I think there's three or four games this year um, that are outside the U.S. that are in London. Oh, they're in London. Yeah, they're, they're, the the. NFL does London and they do Mexico City. As I was about to say, I thought they did Mexico City. But like the Raiders and Texans play in Mexico City. Classic. I think that was the game last year. Maybe it was two years ago. Okay. They're not having the Titans play yeah. in, in Mexico City. They're having those uh, southern other... Border states. I was, I was going to say border states. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That should be fun. Is that game... So it's a game's next weekend. Game is... Uh, Next Sunday. Next Sunday. So we play the Ravens yeah. this Sunday. Chargers next Sunday. Mm. Ravens lost last week. They did to the Browns. To the Browns, that's right. And a little field goal t- contest. I believe it was six to nine, or maybe nine uh, to twelve. Yeah, dude, it was something like that. I didn't watch the end. I remember. No touchdowns though. No TDs. No. That's crazy. No TDs. It's crazy how that works sometimes. Teams just can't score. Some some teams just can't can't seem to can't seem to score can't seem to get it in. <laughs> I hate that. Um, well, we had an eventful day yesterday. We did. So Eric, we. What made yesterday eventful? Oh, thank you for asking, Kyle. We um, well, I should say I, with the help of my roommates, are uh, dog sitting for my friend, and. Um, her dog is a little wild, little little hectic. Scatterbrained. It's scatterbrained, very good word. Um, it's a little bit of a spaz. And um, we basically just lost our focus. And um, we were going, so we hit, me and Kyle had come back from the grocery store. This was yesterday at about four. And we um, left the door open. Because I was just going to put her on her leash and take her for a walk. 
Um, if you own a dog and um, you need a suggestion on how to take care of that dog, do not leave the door open with it out with uh, without it on a leash. Uh, that was very dumb. So the dog proceeds to run out the door and across the street, probably, well, I would say one of the busiest streets near us, um, four lanes of traffic, ran across that, um, onto Belmont's campus, and we tracked it uh, onto campus and then lost it. We, we lost visual. We lost visual. We contact. lost visual yeah. on, the, on, the, on the suspect. <laughs> on the VIP, we lost visual. Um, Kyle came through big though and found it on a Belmont student's porch. I did. Yeah, it was on a side street. I was running up and down, um, probably for like 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. And this woman called out to me and I saw the dog on the porch and I was like, I don't know if that's the dog, but I'll go up to her. Yeah. And she was like, are you looking for a dog? And I was just like... You bet I am. You you bet I am. I was like, I take it that's not your dog on the porch. And she was like, no, she just ran up here. Like, she's really scared. And I was like, that's the one. She should be scared. Called called Eric and classic. Three three words. We got her. (laughs) Yes, yes. That is what you said. That is what you said. And I had the leash and I walked. I don't know. Not that far. I wasn't too far from Kyle at that point. Mm-hmm. And uh, leashed her up, took her back, and uh, she's good now. I was really scared um, losing the dog. I was, Just I was afraid. Just because it's, it's someone's or like, it, yeah, responsibility, it's, yeah. like it's their pet. I couldn't imagine like losing someone's kid. Or like if you are driving like someone's kid around and like mm-hmm. you get in a car accident. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like I had that much concern about... Like a dog, I couldn't imagine someone else's like child. Well, dude, I didn't want to look our friend in the face and be like, "Couldn't do it, dude." I lost your dog. Hey, so uh, yeah, your dog ran away. Yeah, and it's our fault. I haven't decided if I'm gonna tell her. <laughs> Tyler, you want to hear a funny story? Unless she listens to the podcast, which I don't believe she does. We almost lost your dog, but we found it. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. So so such good times. So funny, <laughs> so funny. Remember that time? <laughs> oh, but anyway, um, that was yesterday. So we were a little flustered afterwards, which is partially why we're recording on a Saturday. Yeah, that was a that was a it was draining. It was draining, dude. It really was. It really was. So, but we're here and we're getting at it. Um, Oh, the one other thing I wanted to mention um, is that CrossFit workout we did yesterday. That was silly. That was silly. Um, It was one of those workouts, if if uh, if you're athletic or if you've ever done anything, it's one of those where you look at it and you know that you're not going to be able to complete it. And you're in the middle of it and you just got to grind. You just got to push. You just got to do it. You just got to get it done. Yeah, you you knew looking at it, you're like, oh, wow, this is going to be like really hard. I'm not going to, I'm going to struggle. Yeah. And like one or two rounds in for me, I was just like, we have to do eight more rounds of this. Like, <laughs> oh, I looked at you after round one. I was like, 
this is ridiculous. There's no way. Cause I completed round one all 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 good. Mm-hmm. And after that it was I had to scale it back. Just yeah, that was that was tough. Um yeah. grind guys though. Grind guys. Workout guys. Workout and grinding. Um, well this week we have um some weird, strange stories from um where me and Kyle grew up, which are different places. Um, if you're not familiar with the program, Kyle is from California, and I am from Central Indiana. Grew up in Central Indiana, so I have some strange tales from Indiana, and Kyle has some from uh, out west, California. California. So, um, yeah. Do you wanna? Do you wanna start? You want me to start? Uh, why don't you go ahead? Okay. Yeah. Um, so I chose two of the most famous, I guess, legends, like spooky stories from California, which both happen to be kind of up north. Um, the first one I want to go into is uh, Alcatraz, the prison. Of course. Um, so Alcatraz is America's uh, probably the most famous prison. Mm. Uh, it was open to house uh, war prisoners in the late 1800s. Um, some fun facts about Alcatraz before we get into... Hit us. Um, Al Capone played the banjo. I've heard uh, that. Mm-hmm. As uh, an inmate, in the inmate band in Alcatraz. He was there for four and a half years uh, and was in the band. Um, so although people claim to escape from Alcatraz, there's officially no escape. No official escapees. So of the 36 inmates that uh, supposedly escaped, uh, 23 were captured, 6 were shot to, get, shot to death, 2 drowned, and 5 went missing. So the way it's set up is it's in the bay. It's in the San Francisco Bay. And so if you escape, there's really heavy currents coming in from the Pacific Coast. And... It's made where if you were to even escape the jail, that, like, you drowned. Um, So the missing people are assumed dead because of the strong currents. So they're just, their bodies have never been found. They're Mm -hmm. just assuming, yeah. Assumed death. Gotcha. Um, Let's see. Uh, The the prison um, has been used on and off throughout history, so there's several years where... It hasn't been used at all. So we, when I went up to San Francisco mm-hmm. to visit my brother and see like where he lived. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is like a two or three month wait list to go and to go and visit. So like when we went, we're like, oh, we'll just like plan like the night before or oh, whatever. No. You can't do that. Can't do it. No. So I've I've actually haven't been, um, but you. If you are planning on going, you do need to plan ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was was pretty interesting. Alcatraz was home to the Pacific Coast first lighthouse. Oh, okay. Um, so there you go. Uh, the Legends of Alcatraz is, I mean, so it's it's on an island, off the coast of the San Francisco Bay, and. Apparently, there are 
basically since the the prison was built, there have been reports of ghosts. Yep. Um, hauntings, women, women just like sobbing through the night. Um, oh, what is what is it called? I'm blanking right now. I just read it. Uh, there is a cell, a, a solitary confinement cell called the hole. Apparently, a, a prisoner was put in the hole. Um, was claimed that get me out was saying to the guards like get me out like the devil's in here went in there the, the next morning to like feed him or whatever strangled to death no in way. solitary confinement oh so dude. the the hole is cell d uh 14d and is known to be the worst cell uh many people report that the cell is permanently icy cold even in the summer, it there have been reports of the cell being 20 to 30 degrees colder than anywhere else in the prison. It's not below ground, is it? I don't... I don't know. Okay. I mean, still, even if it was below ground, I doubt it would be that cold. That much more cold. Um, so there, there have been other reports where, uh, obviously, you have your classic, like, moans and... Mm. and yeah. You know. Disembodied moans. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Classic. <laughs> um, but there, the crazy thing is, is that on the, there are claims by prisoners and prison guards, claims by visitors, and then claims by like, like investigators, like, mm-hmm. you know, separate. So For pretty sure. much everyone that, I don't want to say pretty much everyone that goes there has an experience, but there are several levels of people that have experienced um this this haunting um so like i said you can go visit but it's it's been closed as a prison for i mean a long a long time now and uh, i mean there are still reports of like clanging sounds screams crying reported uh, so that that D block mm-hmm. is the mo- the most infamous, the but e- even from blocks like A and B. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, we've said this before. When there's so much like mental and physical trauma happening, I mean, theory is that it leaves a mark on the surrounding area. Yeah. 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 Um. It's, it's not great. Some skeptics uh, in the 80s um, have spent the night there. This woman, this man, uh, Ted Wigand, spent the night there with a psychic, Janine Borgen. Stop. Um, he was just like, this isn't real. There's no way. And then around 3 a.m., uh, he said he got a tremendous, a tremendous feeling of anger and felt an evil presence lying at the door where apparently three men have died. He started cursing and he said he felt strong compulsion to fire his gun at people. Oh my lord. He said it was quite out of character and that when uh, they turned on his light, his face was changed and like apparently just like profusely sweating. Oh, that this dude just what? like had this crazy episode. Like just he didn't have a gun, yeah, but no. was just like but was ready to go. Dude, uh huh. Oh my lord. Um, wow. So that him him being a uh, he was a, a news anchor, and so that that was a pretty um, 
you know, he has a platform to, to, no, share, sure, to yeah. share his story. Yeah. So, especially being a, a, a longtime skeptic. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Interesting. But that was, that was I mean, one I've of the never ones heard that, that I've I... never heard that story before. I thought it was interesting. That's very interesting. Man, I don't... I would never do that. <laughs> you could not pay me enough. To go? Or, or to spend the night? Would you go? No, no. Really? You wouldn't at all? No, I would not. Oh, I would. No. I don't... I just don't... I don't need to do that. I would not want to spend the night... But I would absolutely go. I would go during the day. I wouldn't go during the night. I would, dude. I would freak myself out. Even if there wasn't anything there, I would freak myself out. Uh huh. Just because I know, like my my brain and. Dude, yeah. After I watch like a like a fairly scary movie, like my brain is like just going to a hundred different places that oh I totally agree it doesn't need to be going um just the just the last bit that yeah. I thought was like of, like of course so the prison does have a hospital there's a naked ghost no oh, dang um according to this LA Times story in 1984 mm-hmm. uh this paranormal this paranormal investigator Michael Corey uh was did, did a tour or whatever mm-hmm. went to the hospital wing and started speaking in German apparently oh to the ghosts of children in the hospital wait the, the paranormal investigator just out of the blue started speaking German started speaking German did, did it say <laughs> if he knew German or it just like it, it doesn't say uh-huh. it says uh, it says he was was visited in prison spoke to yeah these, these dead prisoners, according to the Los Angeles Times, he began speaking German in a child's voice to to the, the ghost children yeah. um, that was said to be frequented by Alcatraz spirits. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, of course, now that we have film, mm-hmm. um, a TV show called Sightings, uh, claims they have evidence of video activity mm-hmm. of ghosts on Alcatraz. Um, I don't think they know how many officially people died, died there. there. Yeah. Um, just because I don't think there's a whole lot of Well, I'm sure there were times where records, they didn't keep any records. Oh, right, on that type of stuff. Of but, course. Uh, there you have it for Alcatraz. Man. Some good stories. Yeah, I, I didn't... I've never heard those. Those stories. I've, on, I've only heard the ones about Al Capone. Mm-hmm. Possibly they, hearing... I've heard that people have heard the banjo playing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently he... Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Do you want to do my, my next one? Yeah, let's do your next one. So, my next one is... Uh, the Zodiac Killer... Oh. Um, so for those those of you who don't know, the Zodiac Killer isn't this Ted Cruz? <laughs> <laughs> um, Just to clarify, that's not true. <laughs> um, so the the Zodiac Killer was active um, in the sixties and seventies. It's confirmed that he killed five people. Confirmed killed. Okay. Two injured. Possibly, I mean, you know, it's the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Uh, 
20 to 28 total deaths he could have been that he's been linked to yeah. so like possibility unsolved sure. claims to have killed 37 okay wow so the zodiac killer um mostly operated in northern california uh possibly also nevada yeah um but killed people and then sent letters to the police and like newspapers yes and sent uh i don't know the exact number but would send notes poems um cryptic messages mm-hmm. and would sign the the classic thing is the circle with like the x yeah going through it um i've seen i've seen the movie with i believe it's jake gyllenhaal mm-hmm. i think it's like mid 2000s so the uh, apparently this may usa today claims they know who the zodiac killer is mm. however the case is officially unsolved Hmm. <laughs> of course it is. So there are. The Zodiac Killer was never found. Yeah. Um. Several suspects have been named. Um. In April of, so it was it was marked inactive. They you know it became a cold case. Uh. It was opened in April of two thousand four. Oh, it was inactive in April 2004, uh, but it was reopened in March of 2007. Hmm. Um, the identity of the killer has never been officially... I don't, I don't know what, what you... like uh, Officially uh, determined? Right. Like, yeah. they, there are other... There are possible suspects... Um, a lot of theories also obviously the the Ted Cruz thing like it's kind of a, a pop culture <laughs> yeah, yeah thing but the the tr- the actual identity of the zodiac killer um, mm. has never been found out um that's interesting um that they haven't figured that out did you did you hear about i think this was like i think this initially came on the newswire like 2 or 3 months ago but the Golden State Killer, oh, who supposedly killed thirteen plus, raped fifty plus, and burgled a hundred and twenty plus, they just figured out his um. Or they sorry they just figured out who the, who this killer was uh-huh. um, very recently. Um, through some DNA technique. I haven't read a ton about it. I know some people have. I right. just I, thought I just, it was relevant. Yeah, I just thought it was relevant. I just haven't done a ton of research on that. Um, yeah, so there are... The other thing I wanted to bring up about the Zodiac Killer, mm-hmm. there was a New York copycat yeah. and, and a Japanese copycat as well. Oh, interesting. Um, I don't want to say if you've seen the movie Snowman, the Snowman... <sighs> Dude. It, I don't want to say it's like based off of that because like it's different, but I would say the Zodiac Killer is the only one that I know of that sent letters basically saying like, yeah, can't catch me. Yeah. Like, I, I'm better than you in every way. I feel like that is just like the pinnacle of serial killer. Oh, it's, it's, unbe- it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Some of, dude, some of the, some of the notes are are crazy like the the first one that he sent 
uh, starts out like this. She was young and beautiful, but now she is battered and dead. She is not my first and she will not be my last. I lay awake at nights thinking about my next victim. Maybe she will be the beautiful blonde that babysits nearby the little store and walks down the dark alley each evening around seven. Or maybe she will be shapely brown-eyed brunette that said no when I asked her for a date in high school. Dude, dude, two, sent it, sent it to the police chief. <laughs> two things stick out there. Ooh. One, how fucked up do you have to be oh, to you, think about that twenty four seven? You're insane. Yeah, you're absolutely you're clearly insane. insane. Secondly, he is playing such a psychological mind fuck with the police because he is giving them sort of specific scenarios, but nothing specific enough. Nothing for them to act on. No, and so they're like. I mean, dude, that could be anyone. It could, that be, could anyone. be anyone. Dude, that could be how many alleys? Thousands are there? of people. How many blondes in say in Northern Cal- in San Francisco? Yeah. How many brunettes? Dude. Yeah, that's that's nuts. That's nuts. That, wow. Like so that that was more of like a, a letter. Um, yeah. This this one is is a poem. No. <laughs> Cut clean. If read clean, blood spurting, dripping, spilling, all over her new dress. Oh well, it was red anyway, and then it continues. Oh my lord! How do you do that? Like who? Dude, I don't know, man. I don't know. Set, dude, again, sent it just to like the police. Wow! 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 What? Pretty wild. Pretty wild. Um, so as as this got more popular, he he developed that that signature. Um. Like I said, the circle with the the cross through it, but would st- would would call himself the zodiac. Would start it and his letters with "This is the zodiac speaking." Oh yikes! That's creepy as shit. Wow. Hmm. Dude, this letter just reads Sierra Club around in the snow. Sought victim twelve. Peek through the pines. Pass Lake Tahoe, Lake Tahoe areas. Telling them, dude, just telling them where the bodies are. I can't imagine, like, if you were like the police chief or police officer, just driven insane. Yeah. Dude, and he kept a tally too. At the end of this note, it says me, 37, San Francisco PD, zero. That's also a mind a mind game because he's just like enticing them. Oh my goodness! It's a, dude, yeah, that's that's crazy. It's a game. Oh, to to well, the him it so is. Yeah. Talk again. Talk about Scooby, dude. I just like have chills. Oh, I know. Like you said, this person is just. Imagine like being that police chief and reading that, and you're just like, I have no idea oh, what to do. Oh, right. Like, what do you do? You're helpless. What do you do? <sighs> yeah. Well, is that it for that? Those, 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 were, are, those are my two. Those are too good. Yeah. Alcatraz yeah. and Zodiac. I'm sure, man. Wow. Those are intense. Dude, I'm sure there is so much lore in California. Well, yeah. Everything the, from like Native American to, dude, all the gold Southern, rush that happened. Gold rush, Hollywood. The Mexican war and all that happening on the border way back when. Dude, yeah. I just thought I'd do the most popular. No, the yeah, most totally. popular for yeah. the people. Well, what, what's what's great about those is like those are popular, and I've never heard uh, either, either one. I've like, never heard either of those, uh-huh. uh, or the examples that you gave from those. 
So, good stuff. Love that. Well, um, the less interesting Indiana... Um, <laughs> there's less people. There's, there's less, less people. people. There's just not as much going on. Um, but we got it. We got a couple good, good little, good little tidbits here. So the first one I'll go into. I have three. Um, the first two are a little smaller than the last one, but the first one I'll go into is called the Mill Race Monster, and um, this article is from Cryptopia. Um, and this says that on November 1st, 1974, the Columbus Police Department received a series of panicked reports from no less than two sets of eyewitnesses, all of whom claimed to have seen and even been attacked by a large bipedal green-skinned monstrosity that took to skulking near the waterways inside Indiana's 83-acre Millrace Park. It continues, these encounters would alarm locals and lead to what some consider to be the biggest monster hunt in the history, monster hunt, quote unquote, mm-hmm. in the history of the United States. Um, so it says, dubbed Death Valley by residents during the 1950s, when the location was besieged by rodents and severe flooding. The tree-shrouded Millrace Park is now known for its winding rivers, two small lakes, and dense wooded areas. I have never been here, uh-huh. just to clarify. Okay. It's about an hour south of where I live, or where I'm from, on the north side of Indy. Um, so the first encounter involved four young women. Um, the names were not released. Um, so this group decided to go hang out at the park where... They were just chit-chatting, hanging out. Uh, At approximately 3 p.m. on November 1st, 1974, one of the young women spotted the thing behind two trees near the paved boat ramp. Um, The terrified teens wasted no time in escaping the park and reporting the incident. I'm sure they didn't. (laughs) They didn't hang around. Uh, later that evening, a pair of women, having heard nothing about the previous uh-huh. sighting, decided to go to the park and chat and One hang out. hour later. <laughs> and um, they saw the thing again. This new a group of girls. Is there a, is there a description of the Yeah, the initial, the initial group said it was green, hairy, and large. Um... The second group, I don't see anything here. Um, There was one girl um, that detailed this thing. um, And she said, um, out from the woods comes this thing. It had to be at least seven feet tall, if not taller. It was way taller than a normal man. Um, apparently this situation went from bad to worse and the, this girl and her friend were trapped inside a car, um, and this thing was beating on the windshield trying to get in. Um, and it says, we thought we were going to die. Um, the girl's quoting saying, saying that she said, we've got to get out of here. 
Um, but apparently the girl that was driving, her leg was shaking so badly that they could, that she couldn't start the car. Um, yeah, she said there was a greenish tinge to him, the thing's face. I don't know if it had been in the river drinking and it got moss on it because there was so much slime on its face. It didn't have fangs and he was trying to bite through the glass. I was afraid he was going to tear off the door. So. What? Does this have an official name? This is the Mill Race Monster. I just want to, I want to see a, oh, there you go. Um, but there are a lot of like swamps in it. There's a lot of lakes. There's a lot of lakes. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of lakes for sure. Um, so on November 9th, 1974, the Indianapolis Star chimed in on this issue and that's like the biggest newspaper in Indy. Okay. Um, it chimed in on the mill race phenomenon and included a third report of the creature. This time the beast was seen by a pair of city workers. Uh, they were dog catchers. Um, a 20-year-old and a 19-year-old who were studying ways to rescue cats. <laughs> Classic pastime. Classic. The pair claimed that they spied the monster from about 200 feet away. That was when um, they attempted to pursue it. The Indianapolis Star claims that when um, one of the man's name is Duckworth. Uh When Duckworth started towards the monster, the beast took off as fast as a deer and disappeared in the woods. With the monster gone, the two men obtained a ladder and lowered the two cats onto the ground. As soon as they... As soon as they hit the ground, the two cats took off like bolts of lightning, with one disappearing into the distance and the other running into the sewer line. Apparently, the cats were scared. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. Um, Have you you heard of the mill race? Never heard of this guy. Never heard of this guy, no. Um... What's, so this reminds me of a encounter I've heard of from uh, South Carolina, I believe it was. Okay. Of like a green lizard monster that apparently like attacked, I think, one or two people's cars. And apparently there were like marks that were left over from this attack. Um, I cannot remember the specific name of this South Carolina monster, but... Um, but this this encounter sounds very similar. similar to that. And I believe the South Carolina one was... Oh, <laughs> that's funny. It mentions it's right here. I did, I did not see this part. It says, um, Not unlike the creatures said to haunt South Carolina's scape or swamp. So there, there you go. go. Um, so anyway, that it kind of reminds me of that. But who knows? These sightings of monsters, I don't want to. I don't want to say that they. It's not possible, but I. I just feel like it's like. They're sometimes so out there that it's just like hard to. Think that something like this exists. Uh huh. I know. I know what you mean. I think it's pretty crazy that they're. Um, 
were two sightings in the same night. Yeah, you know like back I mean? to like, back. Like, what are the yeah. odds? This isn't time where like you text your friends. Yeah. And be like, oh, guess what we saw at the park today? <laughs> exactly. Um. No, I I totally know what you mean though. Especially since it's it's so far out of like our everyday. I guess like what what we do every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Have you ever heard of a skunk ape? No. Um, this is said to be a humanoid creature that inhabits the states of Florida, North Carolina, and Arkansas. Um, reports of skunk ape were particularly common in the sixties and seventies. Um, in 74, sightings of a large, foul-smelling, hairy, ape-like creature, which ran upright on two legs, was reported in Dade County, which I believe is where Miami is. Um, so, that's one possibility that they think could be this, or... Skunk apes are nasty-looking creatures. <laughs> yeah. They are nasty creatures. Oh, yeah. Dude, I could see that. Yeah, I could too. Apparently, as well, there are... um, I've never heard of this, but... um, At the time of this sighting, um, around the Midwest, uh, it was... There were also sightings of unidentified flying objects. I saw saw that. Did you see that? Uh Yeah. So, who knows? Maybe it's a uh, UFO monster. I, I saw that that uh, around around the same time, or in the same area, yeah. I should say, there was yeah. a, uh, a report of, of a UFO. Lots of moving pieces. Always are. I was, I was going to say, that's, <laughs> that's how all the good mystery, mysteries are. Yeah. Well, any, any, if, even if you don't, believe it's true it's a good story I feel like 100% good story Um, but from what I can tell the sightings don't happen after that after the after these 1974 oh yeah so I think that's an interesting aspect as well dude I wouldn't be surprised if it was a uh, skunk ape no skunk ape I mean, well, if you think about like that, what like that girl said in her account, it could have been drinking from, and had like moss on its face. Uh-huh. It's oh, possible. One hundred percent. If it was swimming, or... it's possible. Well, algae. I didn't know this. Certain algae, like literally, it does glow. Yeah. Oh no, I've I've heard that before. Yeah. I first heard that and I was like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm not gonna fall for that. <laughs> um, but no, that's yeah, that's real. Oh, might have to make a pit. <laughs> might have to make a pit stop on my uh, drive back home. Um, cool. Well, this next one comes from um, strangemag.com, an unnatural history of Indiana, um, and this is actually a lake monster. Ooh. So, located in the town of Rochester, um, Lake Manitou was once considered forbidden to the Potatomi who lived in the area. I think I'm pronouncing that right. P-O-T-A-W-T-O-M-I. Um, 
the reason for their fear was a belief of a lake monster that inhabited um, this lake called this is a tough one here so bear with me Meshekinabek M-E-S-H E-K-E N-A-B-E-K so it says what what language is that? I assume it's like native were there a lot of like native Uh yeah well, there were a good, a good bit in northern Indiana I'm not so sure about southern Indiana um, but I know I went to uh, Camp Tecumseh okay in middle school for a year, like one summer, uh-huh. and um, Tecumseh was the name of. I don't know if he was the leader of the tribe, but it was he but, was somehow related, okay, um, to a northern Indiana tribe. There you so, go. There the you more go. you know. Yeah. Um, it says in his recollections of early settlements of the Wabash Valley, Sanford C. Cox reported that. The Indians would not hunt upon its borders nor fish in its waters for fear of incurring the anger of the evil spirit that made its home in this little woodland lake. It says, in fact, the Native Americans would later warn settlers against building a mill on the lake. Um, fearful that the monster would rush forth from its watery dominions and take indiscriminate vengeance on all those who resided near the sacred lake. Wow. So... Accounts go on, um, and it says maybe the monster wasn't all Native American superstition because during the construction of the mentioned corn mill in 1827, several go, men... Go figure. They just went to go build it anyway. Just They, they did it anyway. Imagine that. Don't listen to the people that have lived there for hundreds of years. Just do it anyway. Um, several men worked surveying the lake for the mill reported seeing the monster. They claimed the creature was dark colored and over 30 feet long with a long neck and the head of a horse. So, um, interesting tidbit there. Um, On July 21st, 1838, the Logansport Telegraph reported that two men spotted the monster, which was 60 feet long and looked like a huge snake. Using the eyewitness descriptions, George Winter, a noted painter of Native Americans, sketched his conception of the monster for the newspaper. Um, In 1849, the same Logansport, um, well, this is the Logansport Journal, actually, reported was caught in the lake. The fish's 30-pound head was exhibited at Logansport. Wait, so that fish was actually caught? That th- This is a real Apparently, fish? Apparently, um, a buffalo carp. Wow. I've never heard of a buffalo carp, but mm-hmm. I am I just currently looked up. looking up a picture of a Some buffalo. Some of these guys are pretty fat. Well, these are big boys. Definitely not 30 Hold feet on. long. Hold on, you gotta click on the giant. On the giant? Mm. Oh, no. They're not. They're not. I mean, they're not. Feet. They're not thirty feet, but they're pretty damn big. Um, we will post a picture on the show notes if you want to take a look. Um, it says that the monster had been caught at last, but in eighteen eighty eight, a hundred sixteen pound spoonbill catfish was pulled from the lake there by four men. So it does happen. It does. Yeah. 
Um, in uh, in recent years, reports of Lake Manitou Monster have waned. Today, when the northern Indiana winters freeze the lake over, the ice shifts and emits booming and roaring noises. Don't say that. Residents around the lake say that it's the monster trying to force its head above the ice. So. Classic lake monster. Classic lake monster. <laughs> um, Be loved and held dear by the residents. It's crazy that those lakes have probably been there for just thousands of years. And just underneath the water, the fish are just like doing their thing. Oh, yeah. Unconcerned about everything else that happens. Well, we... Yeah. I don't know. Obviously, I've never been. I don't know how big the lake is, but... Man, there's something about the water and, like, the ocean that I feel it's like It's just mysterious. Just, like, don't know. It's so mysterious. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, we've talked about... Dude, we've talked about the ocean so many times and how it's just a mystery... Yeah. I really, yeah. I really don't like that. And at one point, they call it Devil's Lake Monster. Yeah, I feel like it just switched up. At least in that article, it did. Mm-hmm. I like um, Manitou Lake. Manitou Lake Monster. Manitou Lake Monster, yeah. Well, this last um, this last little sighting um, comes from Crawfordsville. How far is that from you? From me, I think 45 minutes, so not too far. It says around 2 o'clock in the morning, um, this actually comes from um, the Hoosier State Chronicles, Indiana's digital historic newspaper program. So there you go. Around 2 o'clock in the morning on September, uh, September 5th, 1891, Crawfordsville ice delivery men Marshall McIntyre and Bill Gray prepared their wagon for morning rounds when suddenly a feeling of awe and dread overcame them. Peering heavenward, the men saw a horrible apparition. Described in the Crawfordsville Journal as about 18 feet long and 8 feet wide and moved rapidly through the air by means of several pairs of side fins. It was pure white and had no def- and had no definite shape or form resembling somewhat a great white shroud. Um, there was no tail or head visible but there was one great flaming eye. And a sort of wheezing sound was emitted from a mouth which was invisible. It flapped like a flag in the winds as it came on and frequently gave a great swarm, as though suffering unutterable agony. Um, The article continues, um, McIntyre and Gray observed the phenomenon hover three or four hundred feet in the air for nearly an hour before they retreated to the safety of the barn and then quickly finished harnessing their horses and left the vicinity. Um, McIntyre and Gray were not the only witnesses that night. Um, perhaps the most reputable witness was G.W. Switzer pastor of the First Methodist Church. Reverend Switzer stepped out of his door to retrieve some water from the well when he saw the apparition. 
He woke his wife and they gawked at the thing, swarmed through the air like a wreathing, twisting manner similar to the glide of some serpents. Huh. So, flying snake? Yeah, snake monster. Flying snake monster. Yeah. Um, the mystery apparition seemed at one point as though it might descend on the lawn of the home of the late U.S. Senator Harry S. Lane's widow before it reascended and continued um, floating above the city. That'd probably be the worst. You can miss me with that. <laughs> yeah. Um I have never heard of something quite like this. No, me neither. It's I've a never unique heard unique account for sure. Very unique. Um, it says reports of the sightings generated a number of believers. The Indianapolis Journal picked up the story, as did other newspapers across the country, including the Brooklyn Eagle. Mail regarding the sighting deluged. The cross the Crawfordsville postmasters. Some correspondents thought the sighting indicated that Judgment Day was near. There you go. Judgment Day is here. A St. Louis woman, fearful of the spook's western migration, wrote and asked if the apparition could be seen in the daytime, what color it was, and if the apparition had previously been in Ohio. Um, the end is near. The end is near. Um, there's actually a little newspaper clip in here. It's not too short, so I'll read it. It says, Postmaster Bonnell, or Bonnell, is receiving letters every mail from people all over the country, anxiously inquiring about the quote-unquote spook, which was seen here last Friday night. The inquiries seem, for the most part, to be deluded fools and nearly scared out of their wits. <laughs> By what they think portends the approach of Judgment Day. One poor woman living near St. Louis writes a letter which would be pathetic if it were not so deliciously ludicrous. Deliciously ludicrous. I love that explanation. Um, Concluding a terrified appeal for direct information, she says she heard the same thing was seen in Ohio some time ago and fears it is coming west. She wants to know also if it can be seen in the daytime and what color it is, as we previously stated. Um, I just thought that is deliciously ludicrous. I love that. Um, so I was looking up details to the story. Yeah. And I, I didn't find any. Okay. Um, but I did find this snake. Yeah. That lived in Colombia. It's called the t- Titan bon- Bona. Boia. Okay. Um, it was around, uh, it was on earth around 60 million years ago, 42 feet long, approximately 2,500 pounds. Say that again. 42 feet long, Uh approximately 2,500 pounds. Wow. So I was, I was looking up, trying to find details of the story and I ended up just looking up like. You know what? What are like like some of the biggest snakes? And yeah. apparently, this is this this fossil that they found in in Colombia is the biggest snake ever. So, wow. Little side note, but yeah, no, that's wild. There you have it. Hmm. Would you rather have a 
flying snake monster or a uh, 42 foot 2,000 pound one huh also snake monster <laughs> going going back to yeah. the uh, the lake monster of, yeah what was it the lake Mott Manitou Manitou mm-hmm. there are catfish that can that can be up to eight and a half pounds dude, or eight and a half feet dude catfish are nuts catfish like, are crazy I if I saw an eight and a half foot catfish weighing probably several hundred pounds it says 250 pounds eight and a half feet 250 pounds I would think that is a sea monster uh, that is a monster that's a lake monster I mean dude without it being a literal monster like it is a monster it is it, that that is a giant ass fish oh eight and a half feet huge while we're on the river, uh, the River Monsters, one of my favorite shows was River Monsters with Jeremy Wade, uh-huh. and Classic. that dude is badass. That dude is badass. He, dude, he catches some of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. He, I mean, he caught um, Arapaima in the uh, in the um, Amazon. Uh-huh. I mean, dude, these things are insane. Oh yeah. He gets hit by one. He gets hit by one, and like. It, dude, it knocks him back like substantially. Um, if I'm not mistaken, my grandpa's caught an arapaima. I think he has. Isn't your, I think your grandpa also said he caught a caiman. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Which is like it's like a smaller alligator. No, a smaller croc. Crocodile. Gator. I think gator. Crocodiles. I think are just are in Africa. Sure. I might be wrong about that. Honestly. I don't know either. I th- but anyway, it, it looks similar to a gator. Um, interestingly enough, Kyle, there might be an explanation for the Crawfordsville monster. Is that right? There might be. Apparently, um, the spook was explained. It says, this is another um, uh, newspaper article, or a little blurb. The spook explained... The horrible apparition, which was seen by numerous citizens Friday night, has been explained satisfactorily, and it did not prove to be a ghost. John Hornbeck happened to step out in um, in the I can't read what that word is. Oh, in the yard about midnight and saw the horrible apparition as it swooped about the town. He summoned Abe Hernley, and they proceeded to investigate. They followed the wraith about town and finally discovered it to be a flock of many hundred killdeer. So that's a bird. Hold on. Killdeer. Look up a killdeer. These birds were evidently passing over the city and becoming bewildered by the electric lights that had lost their way. The white breasts and wings gave the flock their ghostly appearance, and the sound of agony was their plaintive plaintive dismal cry. Wow, yeah, so killdeer are birds that are pretty much it. They look brown all over, except for their... Undercarriage? I was going to say, like, their stomach, part of their neck area, and I'm assuming underneath their wings are all white. Man. So, that's possible. Um, that's one theory. Dude, if, if there's enough birds and you, if you have people looking up into the sun... Yeah, I mean, it's possible. It is definitely possible. I can totally see it. 
Um, Dude, especially in Indiana, if you're scared of the, you know, the second coming. <laughs> the Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Judgment Day is near. There is another explanation. Ooh, hit me. Um, if that if that first one doesn't uh, suit your fancy, mm-hmm. um, during the prior week, um, apparently boys in Crawfordsville, Indiana, had a balloon parachute craze, and cats are apparently were being sent up daily. The parachute. Wait, did you say cats? Cats in balloons. Cats in balloons. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. So kids were sending or tying cats to balloons. A parachute or oh. balloon yeah, balloon oh. parachutes. Yeah, um, I bet parachutes. <laughs> they were being sent up daily. Um Oh my god. The Oh my god. <laughs> it says the parachute being so arranged that it will detach itself from the balloon at a certain time. The cats are not taking kindly to this aeronautic mania. Uh, so yes, there we are. There we are. Um. <laughs> I don't. I don't even. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. I was kind of disappointed by the two explanations here, but. Um, so the second explanation, just to be clear. Yeah. Kids, most likely young boys, were tying cats to balloons and claimed that they had a parachute mechanism to get them back down to Earth. From what it sounds like, there was a balloon that went up, the cats were tied to the parachute, and the parachute detached from the balloon, and then the cats parachuted down. This is basically the D-Day of cats, is what it sounds like. God bless. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. (laughs) Dude, I'm telling you, man, we don't have much to do in the Midwest. I was gonna say, take we it, don't get, have you, much to do. Take control of your state, Eric. I mean, dude, can you imagine 1891 in Indiana? Like, there is barely anything in Indiana right now. I can't imagine 1991 in Indiana. 1891. 1991. I can't imagine 1991. <laughs> Good idea. I, I don't know. A hundred years um, on, I still can't. Um. So yeah, there we are. Good stories, nonetheless. And these were all everything oh. I read to you was from the newspaper. So these were actual. I mean, this is from the uh, a digital historic newspaper program from Indiana, oh, the Hoosier go. State Chronicle. So oh. this is straight up. That was just a, straight up. a little flashback for some people. If you're 120 yeah. something, if you, yeah. hmm. you lived it. You lived it. You were there. So good times. Good times in the Midwest. Um, you got anything? Got anything to close us out? Any announcements? Um, this is my last episode before vacation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So might have to do. Uh, might have to drag in one of my uh, one of my other co-hosts. So I'll uh, I'll miss you guys. Yes. Next week. Um, that's all. Stay safe out there. It's October. It is. It's, uh, it's spooky season. Spooky season. There, we went on, Eric and I went on a walk, and there are two houses on the two blocks that we walked, mm-hmm. only two that have Halloween decorations up. And they were badass. I was going to say, not only did they have them up, they were all out. They were, yes. They, they were crazy we're as well. We're having T-Rex skeletons in the yard. Dude, Cybertooth 
saber tooth tiger skeletons yeah. like literally the whole yard is covered in it's embarrassing because you don't want to be you, you can't go to Walmart and just get like a pumpkin to stick in the yard now because or one of the skeletons that hangs on the door yeah look at look at what the competition is yeah we, blown we, out we, of the water we do have to get some pumpkins though we do have to get pumpkins yeah we should go take pictures of ourselves while we get them as well pumpkin patch pictures yeah yeah yeah, yeah. do you want to PPPs get a do you want to get some pu- pumpkin spice lattes while we're at it yes we definitely have some time. PSLs to take pictures some PSLs to take our PPPs with Maybe I'll wear my leggings. I'm definitely wearing leggings. <laughs> <laughs> love the fall. Love the fall. Um, but seriously, I do love the fall. <laughs> I do love the fall. All joking aside, fall is my favorite time. Um, real fast, if you haven't caught my midweek episodes that I do by myself, um, it's a new thing I've started. There, uh, I've done three episodes so far. Um, it's oh, this I knew what I was gonna say after I finished this. Um, yeah, midweek episodes. Um, check them out. They're short. They're sweet. Um, some current events mostly. Um, and what I was gonna say is, this past episode, I did a little thing about. Have you heard of this? Have you heard of this thing about this Chinese? Um, this Chinese guy who is the president, I believe, of Interpol, which is like an international um, um, law enforcement agency. This guy got. This guy flew from France to China, got detained in China, and is under investigation for corruption by the Chinese Communist Party. And he had left the Communist Party a year ago. Oh. And I think he was kicked out. I think he was kicked out. But apparently uh, Xi Jinping, the president of China, Uh is under like a... Or he has been doing like a, a crackdown of corruption in China. Is it actual corruption, or is it like, you left our party, so now you're going to be mysteriously murdered? That's up to interpretation. Oh. Up to interpretation. It, I know we talk about it, and I don't want to get too off topic, but it is crazy to me how in other countries, like, historically in China, and in, like, Russia today, Mm -hmm. and some people accuse the Clintons of doing this, but people just like dying. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like. It is crazy to me that we have come so far in really not that long of a period of time. And we're still playing Game of Thrones. And it is like... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we are. We're still playing Game of Thrones. We really are. It is crazy, though. So, the world we live in. (laughs) (laughs) The world we live in. Um... Well, thank you guys for listening. We are on iTunes at the World We Live In podcast. We are on Twitter at World We Live Pod. Catch us on Podbean. We are on Podbean and anywhere you can find your podcasts. Um, we appreciate you listening every week. Um, rate and review on iTunes. Uh, if you like the show, we'd love to hear from you. And we will catch you next time.